Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. to the 352nd episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Reza, today was a was a big day for you and, and many others out there following uh, <laughs> Formula One. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. No, I haven't. I don't really know anything outside of what uh, the Netflix race directors tell me is going on. Oh, they're, um, they're going to be having a field day after today, let me tell you. Yeah, so what happened? All right. Happened? So why, why, why is everyone so... So uh, so heated. Yeah, so I uh, gave a little bit of a preview last week where I mentioned that coming into this week, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen were both tied for uh, in points, and so the winner of today's race was going to be crowned the Drivers' Championship. Um, super quick, like, rundown. Basically, in Formula 1, there are 10 teams, uh, at least at this time right now. There are 10 teams, and each team has two drivers. So these teams are referred to as constructors because they build the cars, and then there's the, each driver, of course, for the teams. Um, there is There are two championships. There's a constructor's championship, which is given to the teams, but there's also a driver's championship, which is given to an individual driver, which can make the team aspect of, of, the, uh, of, of the constructor's championship a little bit difficult because the teams themselves have a vested interest in getting the constructors championship with uh like pro, uh, uh reward money but then is it like a bonus for everyone on exactly the team? so like engineers the drivers all these people get bonus money so they want they want the constructors championship but the real prestige um really comes to the drivers championship that, that's the one that people talk about the most you know you know you you might not really be able to reference who michael schumacher drove for but you know that Michael Schumacher won a lot, and so like that's that's one of the reasons why people want to win the drivers' championship. But they want the prestige of the drivers, and and just at least knowing that they are the ones who built the car for the driver. So coming into today, neither had been neither um, championship had been solidified yet, which is quite strange in this era. Over the last um, eight years, Mercedes has won every championship, and Lewis Hamilton has won seven of those championships. Um. And so today, with the fact that the the, uh, the championship hasn't been decided yet on the on the final day of racing is very much an anomaly for these last eight years. So because normally it's already wrapped up. Yeah, normally it's wrapped up. Last year, Lewis had already won the drivers' championship. Like I don't know, with four races to go, like he could have just oh my God. he could have DNF'd all of the last races and and still won and. In fact, he did DNF, uh, I think, one race last year because he caught COVID. Um, and so he he had stated early on in the season that he still didn't feel like himself. It took him a while to, like, get to form, and it showed with how he performed in his car as well as, like, mistakes that he was making, which are fairly uncharacteristic of him. And they kind of went away um, as the season went on. But anyway, leading it to today, right? Whoever won today, whoever won today would win the uh, would win the drivers championship, and Mercedes had enough of a lead in the constructors championship that they pretty much had it in the bag. But they pretty much needed two DNFs as well to to, to lose that one. So um, that one was pretty much set. Now yesterday in qualifying, Max Verstappen um, he won it, so he was going to start from uh, the first position today, and Lewis Hamilton was starting number two, and. While, like, you know, the difference in position is not, like, that far, um, you know, of course, any little bit of advantage is, is um, 
goes a long way. But at right at the start, Lewis got a great start. His reaction time was about a tenth of a second quicker than Max. And by the first turn, Lewis had taken the lead. About five, six turns later, um, Max Verstappen takes a lunge at Lewis as they go around this hairpin turn, and he actually gets in front of Lewis, uh, so much so that Lewis actually had to bail on the turn, and he ended up driving along the uh, the runoff area because it's paved concrete here, uh, unlike last week where it was just a bunch of like concrete barriers. This is like, you know, paved road, <laughs> and so like there's not a real consequence for going off other than somebody getting on the, the microphone or on your radio and be like, hey, you got to get the position back. Now, there there are circumstances where they can tell you that you were forced off and so like you didn't really gain an advantage from going off track because you were you were um the person the other person was too aggressive with you and they didn't give you space so for whatever reason this didn't make sense to me at the time either like or as so much as now the uh the race directors decided that basically the referees of the sport they decided that lewis was kind of forced off um and it was it wasn't completely fair and so they said that he was allowed to stay ahead of max so they they said that he had to give back the the uh advantage that he gained gained in terms of in terms of time but they did he did not have to give the position back so he didn't have to drop back to to, uh, the second position um it was a bit controversial and people were like okay that's going to be a big deal after the race um, now throughout the rest of the race, Lewis was dominating. He was, he was, uh, he just kept pulling away by like the midway point of the, by, sorry, not even the midway point, by like the quarter point of the race, they, uh, he and Max both went for pit stops. Um, and Lewis came out still like five seconds ahead of Max Verstappen. Uh, they continue along and eventually there is a safety car. Now in Formula One, like a lot, there's a lot that happens with regards to the racing itself. So like the drivers can really do a lot to influence who wins, right? Their positioning. But the strategy really comes in into play with, with uh, regards to the tires. I know I've talked about it before, but basically the tires are designed to intentionally wear down over the course of a race. And so the best performance that you're going to get out of a tire is typically on its early, on its first few laps and then its, its mm-hmm. life degrades over time. So he and Max both pitted at like lap 15 of like 58. So they took a set of hard compound tires, which are rated to last a lot longer than the the soft and the medium. And so the hard could technically make it through the whole race, but it could be a bit sketchy. And so you have to do a little bit of tire conservation in order to make it to the end of the race. Um, and a pit stop typically costs a racer about 25 seconds, uh, depending on the, on the racetrack for this rack for this track is like 23 seconds. So, um, you know, if you want to make another pit stop you, without losing your position, you got to be clear of, of the person behind you by, by about 23 seconds, right? So that is, that is the, 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 the loss of time under normal conditions, but under a safety car where the cars have to reduce their speed and they're not allowed to pass each other on track, the, uh, uh, a pit stop only costs you like 10 to 15 seconds. Um, but you have to be kind of lucky with when you have the opportunity to pit so lewis there a safety car happened and lewis was he like just passed the uh the pit lane entry and so he didn't get the chance to, to take the pit stop and max did so matt took the pit stop now by the time they came around the track again if lewis decided to try to pit stop then he would have lost the position to max so he had to stay out so he didn't get the new he didn't get new tires whereas max did um but max was still like i don't know 
15 seconds behind Lewis because he still did lose mm-hmm. time for the pit stop. So yep. he stays out. They have like another 20 laps to go. Um, they're, they're flying around where you're expecting Max Verstappen to catch up, right? Because he's on these new tires. You're expecting him to catch up to Lewis, but he just doesn't. He, he doesn't make any like any significant amount of ground. Like the first few laps he did, he, drew, he cut the lead from like 18 down to like 11 seconds, but it kind of stayed there. And so at this point, there are like six, five, five, six laps left in the race. And the commentators are talking about, oh, you know, you, you think if Max is going to go home tonight, he's going to lay in bed. And he's going to think, you know, what could he have done to uh, what could he have done differently? Right. Like in different races across the season. Right. To to have uh, to have secured the ch- this, this championship because it's got to be gutting to lose this way. And then like not long after that. Uh, someone crashes. Nicholas Latifi crashes. He's in a uh, he's he's uh, racing against Mick Schumacher. Kind of gets pushed wide, goes into some gravel. His tires are a bit dirty. He tries to go around another turn, but his tires, because his tires were a bit gravelly and whatnot, they didn't stick, and he ends up spinning out, crashes into a wall. Very quickly, they had to pull out a safety car. So um, so they're driving around the track. There's only five only five laps left. And this is like, you know, okay, wait, this is this is uh this is a bit interesting. Something crazy could happen here. There's a safety car if they're allowed to race again. When under safety car conditions, the the gaps get minimized uh, significantly. So Lewis's 10 second lead go, cut gets cut down to like, you know, one second lead. And mm-hmm. uh and um Again, fairly unfortunate timing, although it was really just a matter of strategy, right? Like if Lewis, if Lewis were to try to take a pit stop here to get new tires and uh, Red Bull didn't take a, a pit stop and the, the race ends under the safety car, Lewis would get second, third place, whatever it, was gonna, it would be. He would lose. So at this point, mm-hmm. Lewis the, and, and Mercedes, does not, they don't have a choice. They have to keep Lewis out. Whereas Red Bull, they have nothing to lose, right? It's either all or nothing. So they pit Max. And of course, Max is behind Lewis, so they get the benefit of doing the opposite of what Lewis does. And in this case, Lewis didn't didn't come in for the pit stop, so they went in for a pit stop. They put him on some brand new, fresh, soft tires. They continued driving around, really like the the under a safety car. So I didn't I didn't mention this earlier, but previously it was a virtual safety car where they have to reduce their speed by like forty percent or something. In this instance, it's a real safety car, and the and the speed reduction is a lot more than that. Um, so everyone is like right, right on each other. And so you're thinking, okay, well, the race is going to end under a safety car, but maybe they get rid of the car. Maybe they clear the debris from the track and they get a chance to uh, have like one or two um, quality laps. And if that were to happen, Max would win. Like there's no shot that Lewis has to defend against Max when Lewis is on tires that are 40 laps old and Max is on brand new, brand new tires. Um, especially like the soft compound tire, which is just kind of quicker than the hard that Lewis was on. And so you're kind of like, you're just watching at the edge of your seat, like what's going to happen? You know, Lewis fans are like this, you know, they just got to end the race. Like Lewis was 10 seconds ahead. There's no real reason to rush anything. And under a normal race, like pretty much any other time of the year, they would just end the race like that. Um, You know, they would just keep driving around behind the safety car. They would never get to clear the track completely in time. And that would be the end of the race. But this is like, this is deciding the championship. So the FIA... The uh, the those in charge of of the Formula One race, they have kind of a uh, a desire, I guess, to not let it end under such a scenario. And uh, what's also crazy is that the race engineers, the 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 heads of the team, so like uh, um, Christian Horner and Toto Wolff, 
they can speak directly to the director of the FIA and we can actually hear the conversation. So they'll like pop up on the, on the, uh, on the broadcast and you'll hear, oh, you'll hear total like, no, don't no no, no safety car, blah, blah, blah. And then Christian Horner's like, uh, you know, he's jumping on the radio. Like they have to be able to clear, like we have to be able to get a good, uh, lap or two and you can't let the race end like this type of deal. And then, uh, and then there's other rules with the safety car too. So like the cars that had been lapped, they have the chance to unlap themselves. But in this, but they have to like wait towards the end of the safety car. Once the track is deemed safe and clear, they will allow the cars who've been lapped to unlap themselves, which takes time. It takes like a lap, a lap or two around the track behind the safety car for that to happen. Um, and so it came up like FIA's deemed that the, the lapped cars will not have the chance to unlap themselves. And Lewis had lapped like five cars that Max hadn't lapped yet. So if the race were to start, if the race were to start, Max would have to lap those cars. Now, those cars are kind of obligated to move out the way, but it still takes time for that to happen. And if that were sure. to, if that were to happen, if that was the case, then Lewis probably would have won, but it's not guaranteed, but he probably would have won. Um, that's not to say anything about the other people behind the pack who've also been lapped. But what the FIA did, what uh, really the, the, the director, Michael Massey, did was decide that the four or five cars who were between Lewis and Max they can unlap themselves. So they got to pass Lewis and go around the track. And then instead of having them get all the way back around, he pulled the, the safety car in just before the final lap. So those cars are like halfway around the track, unlapping themselves, and they're basically told to go and race. And so Lewis wow. is pretty much defenseless. Like I, like I mentioned, he's on these really, really old tires. Max is literally right behind him, right? Like his 10 second lead is no longer, it's, it's under a second. He's right on his ass right there. And so they race probably like a quarter of the lap through. Max gets past Lewis. Lewis tries, but just like literally couldn't do anything about it. And that was it. Max ends up winning the championship on the final lap. And, uh, People are people. Are, uh, of course, I'm. I'm not sure if you like if you've been on Reddit much today, but if you've like browsed the popular subreddits or the r slash all, you'll definitely see a lot of those links coming up. People are very upset about this. Twitter is very upset about it because, and of course, like you know, it's it's primarily Lewis fans who are going to be upset because he had it in the bag, you know, outside of this this right. uh, kind of crazy circumstance. And, even like Christian Horn, like he's like, oh, it's the right, you know, it was the right uh, decision, blah, 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 blah. Of course, that makes sense. You know, he's biased. But they also recognize that it took a miracle for them to win. Like they they all thought they lost. Max Verstappen's dad, who's apparently quite abusive to Max as a kid, like he apparently left him at a gas station after he performed poorly at a race when, they were, when he was a kid. Um, they have the cameras all over him. And uh, like, like five laps into the race, he was furious. He literally stormed out the back. And it wasn't until much later, I guess, when when the safety car came out, that things got like a bit there. Uh, they got a little bit of hope that he came back out to watch. Oh my god! Yeah, man. Yeah, Front yeah, runner. yeah. He he's literally a Miami Heat fan who who left. He is <laughs> um, the worst. Yeah. Worst kind of fan. Yeah. Do you so like how much of this is a conspiracy theory? People had money on it. They didn't like Lewis. They wanted to end his reign. Um, like, I'm not how much sure. of it is that, and how much of it is just like it is what it is. And I think it was just it, poor does Lewis retire? Well, so Lewis has signed a contract through the through the end of next year, but he could retire. Like, I, I don't think there's anything in his contract that would re- force him to race. Um, or I would imagine that he, because he has a lot of power when it comes to these contract negotiations. So um, he probably has an out if he did want to leave. Um, 
Now, whether he would want to, like whether he actually wants to, I don't know. Next year, mm-hmm. next year is a bit of a wild card because they've they're completely. Um, it's a, they're going to a kind of a new era of Formula One cars. So they're getting redesigned, so the specs. So so Mercedes has dominated this entire era. This the last literally nine years they've won the championship, the constructors championship, um, and they've won the drivers championship every year except for one this year, of course. And so his potentially his best chance to win that eighth championship and surpass Michael Schumacher in um in championship wins was this year because next year they they could be dominant but the cars like it it could be they they could also have the worst car on track right like who knows so I don't know but I'm not sure if people think it's a conspiracy so much like they think oh the FIA wanted Max to win so much that as as compared to just they made poor decisions in this matter in the in the um in the f1 rules he kind of has like they have all these rules established about like safety cars and this is what's supposed to happen this is the precedent for all safety cars before this one but then there's also a clause in in there that basically says yeah but the race director can almost do whatever he wants and so they can kind of just point to that and say well he did whatever he wanted and that's that's what he deemed should happen but like you know i'm sitting there watching it because you know i'm watching the incident on the first on the first lap and i'm like oh lewis has to give that spot back and then and then the uh the stewards the race the 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 director they're like yeah no he doesn't have to give it back i'm like it's the same thing that max did last week like exactly the same thing that max did last week and he had to give the spot back but in this instance in this instance he doesn't like that doesn't make any sense but then does the, each does each race have its own race director or is there one race director across every race? There's one race director across every race, but the stewards who are kind of like the referees, they're like volunteers. They're they're specific to each track. And so the steward like certain certain decisions get sent to the stewards and they usually do like penalties and stuff like that. So they might say, Oh, you have a five second penalty, ten second penalty, maybe you can eliminate somebody from a race because they're doing something super dangerous. But then the race director, he's kind of in charge of the FIA, and uh, he he can like he can I guess dictate things before they go to the stewards, or he can choose to not interfere and just let the stewards handle it. So he's kind of uh-huh. like he's kind of like the emperor, I guess. Really, like he 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 can do whatever he wants in some to some degree, I guess. But he it's it's probably also in his best interest to defer to stewards a lot of the times because. Um, you don't want to be unilaterally making decisions that impact races, race results, as well as championship results. And I think that's the thing. That's the reason. That's part of the reason, of course, why people are so upset about what happened today, because the application of the rules didn't seem consistent with with what is written and what's been done in the past. And it seems pretty clear cut, like, yeah, the, you know, he you you want to see you don't want to see the race end like the championship to be decided behind a safety car but at the same time max already had a 10 second lead before the safety card before the safety car people had already resigned to believe that lewis was going to win this and get the eighth championship title so for that to happen was was just pretty brutal um i will say he was he was he was fairly gracious in defeat but the mercedes team is um they 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 lodge a complaint. They they try to um, appeal it, 
with the stewards. The stewards basically pointed to the clause that said the race director could do whatever he wants. So now, what a clause! I know. It's, I I don't know what the specific phrasing, but it's it's you know I'm 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 giving <laughs> quite a simplification of whatever it says, but it's basically something along those lines. But they're gonna take it to the. Um, I don't actually know what the, the name of the court is. There's like a court of like sports something, blah blah blah. Um, there there have been instances where they've they've been called upon where they've where they've gone to this court, uh, the Formula One in the past for a variety of issues, and so this is gonna go to court and. Um, We'll see, but I honestly don't know why they how they would change the result. I mean, at this point, you could say you could say anything like, "Okay, yeah, we would have finished behind the behind the safety car," but like, you know, you could also say, oh, "Well, Lewis could have crashed behind the safety car on that final lap," but you can't really retro you can't really retroactively change the results, in my opinion, based right. off of the it's position. Should have, could have, would have. Yeah, I mean, like the, the the result is over. You can't you can't have a rematch. You can't redo this. Like it's over. So, um. It's probably, I imagine, it's quite quite devastating. Uh, I don't I don't care how many championships you have. I think especially for the eighth one where you're kind of going to for from Michael Schumacher's record to actually surpass him. I think that was uh that's pretty important to him, and uh, to lose that in such a fashion, it's got to be gutting. Look at you using words like form and gutted. <laughs> Who are you? Who, who do you? Who do you think you are? I probably, probably remember watching too much English commentary. Way too much English commentary. Yeah. You 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 forgot what side of the Atlantic you're on. <laughs> but no, it was it was. Uh, I mean, otherwise, it wasn't even it wasn't even that really uh, exciting of a race. Um, there was there was one point where Checo Perez, who was Max uh, Max Verstappen's teammate, he was able to hold up Lewis after Lewis had pitted and and, and Checo had not pitted. And he was able to hold up Lewis, and uh, uh, Lewis lost his like six-second lead on Max Verstappen, which was pretty critical, especially under that first virtual safety car. Lewis wasn't able to get mm-hmm. a pit stop. Like he had had that not happened, had he had that gap, he would have been able to pit under the safety car and not have to worry about anything. And then come those final few laps, he would have been on fresher tires, and he may have had a chance to defend against Max Verstappen in that final I on that see. final lap. So. Um, there's a lot of like woulda coulda shoulda in the in the race, but man, it's 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 a <laughs> it's it's a tough pill to swallow because it feels like you know it's like one of those instances where like in an NFL game, right, pass interference gets called or doesn't get called doesn't get called right a cr- critical pass interference call doesn't get called in the playoffs, game over. Do you you know you could review it all you want and say oh yeah it's super obvious it was a pass interference call but the result doesn't get overturned like that's it it stands with game over see you guys next year. Yeah, exactly that. So that that's kind of what happened here. I mean, you had you had an official make a ruling that that uh, I mean, f- quite clearly affected the the outcome of not just the race but of the season. But that's also kind of how it goes, and you kind of have to like. There have been times, there have been many times, like where Lewis has benefited from decisions from the stewards this season, and you know that's just the way the cookie crumbled. Well, it feels like you got your money's worth this uh, this, this uh, season. I'm telling you, Netflix Netflix does not need very much this year. Like the last few years of Drive to Survive, they've manufactured a lot of drama from like the midfield because it was like the best of the rest, right? First season, Mercedes and Ferrari didn't even participate because they were, you know, of the quote unquote best. Last year, they both did participate, both Ferrari and um, both Ferrari and Mercedes. 
this year, um, Max Verstappen's actually not participating. He's like, oh, they, it's too much drama, too much fake drama, blah, 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 blah. But uh, with with that said, they now have an actual, they actually can, can um, report on the closeness of competition with regards to the championship to, uh, title because like in the past i think like they kind of just breeze past the fact that lewis hamilton's winning championships because he's winning them with like five or six races to go like nobody's even close to him he's like 100 points clear of the competition so mm-hmm. um this year this year they'll definitely be able to lean heavily into that title fight and i'm not really sure how they're going to handle it with the fact that max isn't there but i'm but they usually like christian horner's probably like the main character of that show with how many interviews they get out of him so i'm sure they'll manage nice yeah well that's a fun rundown yeah man it's a it was it was definitely an exciting what was my second year watching formula one yeah right i think so yeah 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 it was my second year so it was definitely by far the most exciting year uh because last year wasn't particularly exciting um but yeah by far the most exciting year uh, I, I am I am disappointed for Lewis, but I don't know. It's a uh, like I said, that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I mean, you win some, you lose some, right? It's sort of the yeah, yeah, exactly. The beauty of sports. Exactly. Would you say that you're a you're a Lewis Hamilton fan? Like, who do you root for? Well, it's yeah, I it's it's weird because you can really root for a lot of different people in this sport because. Lewis Hamilton is so far ahead of everybody else that a lot of people are Max Verstappen fans because they want somebody else to win. It's just like, it's super boring, right? Like, it's it's basically like, oh, Lewis is going to just win every race. So you're really just rooting for who gets second or who gets third, right? Um, this year, because it was so tight, I think, I like last year, I didn't, I, I wasn't, I, 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 there was no reason to root for Lewis because he was just winning every race. It was like, okay, it'd be awesome if Max won this race. But there were many times last year where Max was behind by like, 40 seconds but this year it seemed like red bull had the faster car and it actually seemed like mercedes were underdogs so as the as the points lead shifted throughout the season i actually found myself kind of flip-flopping a bit (laughs) so like when max was ahead early in the season i was i was pulling for lewis and then as lewis started to pull a little bit of a gap i was like all right right, we got to even this out a little bit and then um and then a period came over the last like I don't know, like seven races ago where Max won like five in a row and he took out a pretty sizable lead against against Lewis. And then Lewis came back and he won the last three races. So coming into this race, it was completely tied. Um this race, I'd probably say I wanted Lewis to win because I guess I'd like the idea of him winning eight. Um, but I don't know. It didn't it didn't really matter to me too much. It was just pretty like it was exciting to watch, but it it was it was frustrating to see like you're you know it's like you like I said it's like seeing it's like seeing the blatant pass interference and no flag coming out and you just like jump right. up like Wait, what? Yeah, that's frustrating for sure. Yeah. When are you are you like setting alarms to wake up and watch no, this? No, I missed the I didn't get I didn't get up for this race. It started at like seven, I think, and so I actually watched the race after it finished. I actually had the ending spoiled because. I uh, right right as I was trying to start it up on YouTube TV, it had like the live like preview playing, and I saw Max Verstappen standing on the top step of the podium. And then I'm watching the uh, race, and I'm literally getting down to like the final few laps, and I'm like, Lewis is ahead by ten seconds. What could possibly happen? Maybe I miss saw something, right? Maybe I didn't see that properly, or or maybe it was an old clip. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the safety car comes into play, and then I'm like, oh oh, that's what happens. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So I knew what was coming. Um, even though I didn't know exactly what was coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. 
Um, let me tell you a little bit about uh, my corp- my company's uh, holiday party. Okay. Um, we had a, ho- a virtual holiday party on Friday, and we hired uh, this uh, this person called Dan White. If you want to Google him, he's a magician, and he's uh, he's this famous magician who works out in New York City at the Nomad Hotel. Uh, it's like a private uh, room, um, and it's been sold out for like every show that he's done has been sold out for the past like five years. <laughs> and so during the pandemic, he like basically tried to figure out a way to do it virtually. Yeah. Um, he's sort of he's like a mentalist. He's a sleight of hand person. Um, you can actually see a lot of clips on YouTube. Like it seemed yeah. like he was on the Jimmy Fallon show Fallon. quite a bit. Yep, I'm seeing yeah. that here. Um, and so the, the the group at the company, there's probably about like 200-ish people, like uh, 200-ish uh, separate Zoom accounts dialed in and then everyone had like brought their families. You could see a lot of kids and whatnot. Um, and I'll tell you this, my mind was blown. Carolyn's mind was blown. Earl and Ellen came over, their minds were blown. We were just essentially sitting in front of a computer. You got this box sent to you before the oh, wow. um before the uh what's it called the performance started i got it about a week ago didn't they're like don't open this before the show it's like all right fine, did you open, open it? it okay uh no no, no. I, I literally was like <laughs> the whole part of like the magic thing is like, you want your mind blown right? yeah 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 and so it's like, i don't want to ruin this at all um and then uh he started out really cool and what was what was nuts was he was like he'd call on people and he had a really good production team so that he was constantly focused on getting the tricks done and then there'd be people it felt like off screen or, or somewhere else that like controlled it so it was like a zoom webinar type of situation where he would call on people and then it would just automatically uh pull them in and it was uh some of the stuff that he did was so absurd that like a lot of just like yelling at the screen um, <laughs> of like oh my god how did he do that or like he's the Baba Yaga you know um, <laughs> and it was so much fun I don't want to ruin it uh, too much suffice it to say he made a magic show for 200 people literally across the country we had people that he'd call on and be, hey, where, where in the world are you? We had Atlanta. We had Connecticut. We had New York. Um, we had so we had basically people everywhere. And he just made it seem so intimate. And a lot of the stuff that was like mentalist kind of things, uh, it, it was really mind-bending because everyone was like, oh, my God, how did he do that? Where do you live? Did you check? Do you have a ring camera? Like yeah. uh, all, that, all that jazz. And it was uh one of the things was like it's essentially like i'm gonna match the card that you have right right and so um everyone got a uh, deck of cards and i'm gonna i'm not gonna be able to ruin it because i have no idea how he did it but at the beginning of the show one of the things that he did was he had a red balloon he goes all right i'm gonna i'm gonna send this red balloon out the window but we'll, we'll come back to that red balloon at the end of the show <laughs> and so you completely forget about it. And the, as the last trick of the night, he's like, oh, um, 
everyone pull out the deck of cards that are at the bottom of your box. That's kind of cool. So you pull out, it's a really nice deck of cards. And he is like, um, you know, for, for everyone, uh, that's like, you know, for, if you, uh, if you fall under like this sort of category, count this many cards. If you count this many, you know, if you, if, you know, for like if your mom's name has three characters, you sort of deal three cards out, so on and so forth. And everyone basically gets to like a final card, right? Out of the 52 uh, cards that are in the deck, you essentially, the, the math works out where you basically come up to a, each person ends up with one card. Now, if you understand like how deck of cards works, it's 52 factorial, right? Of like right. all the permutations of what it is. And he was giving people like a, a concept of what 52 factorial actually sort of means. It's like more seconds than have ever elapsed since the beginning of time. That means there's more stars in the sky. So it's like, oh, it's, it's a pretty big number. Cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty big. Um, right. And then he, uh, he basically calls on one person. And he goes, all right, you, um, what's your, what's your card? And he basically was like, oh, interesting. My card and your card aren't the same. Cause he's setting it up as if our cards are going to be the same. And he goes, wait a second, where did that red balloon go? And then she's like, wait, do you mind going to the front of your house real quick? And apparently he's in New York city. Right. Right. He's not only is he in New York City, but she's in Connecticut. And then she's he's like, no, no, bring your bring your computer, bring your computer, show everybody what's out there. And she opens the door, dude, and there's a fucking red balloon <laughs> right in front of her door. Right, right and there's there. A card, yeah. And there's a card tied to the end of it, and it's her card. That's nuts. And then he goes, wait a second, wait a second. This is rude of me. No one else is included in this trick. He goes, if you'll notice, at the bottom of your box, there's this little red circle sticker with a line that mimics or resembles a balloon. Now, if you pull on that, then you find out, oh my God, at the, there's like a secret compartment to the box <laughs> and there's another card and it's fucking your card, dude. Like That's, everyone's everyone's car that they essentially selected, yeah, is there's a there's another one at the bottom of the box, and That's it was crazy. just the one that they selected. And it was just like everyone's like fucking mind was blown. Everyone's screaming at the. Uh, I I started jumping up and down. I was like, this this, <laughs> this, this is the candy man. We gotta kill this man. Um, and then he did this other really cool thing at the end, which is basically he was like, oh, you might think that this is. Uh, a live show but we've actually already pre-recorded this and he walks out of the screen into another screen into another screen and it turns out that he quote-unquote pretended to be uh somebody in the in like the wall of zoom videos he like he basically did like one of those things like from the mission impossible where he like, takes off a mask yeah yeah um, and so it's like honestly it's so cool it's so worth it if uh if you can get a chance to like um, attend it. I say it's so worth the money. That's pretty crazy. That sounds a bit. That yeah. sounds a bit creepy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know how you deal with magic, but 
I'm not. I don't have a lot of experience with the magic actually. In 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 person, I don't have a ton of experience with the magic. I've seen a whole lot of like magic videos and reactions and everything like that, but I don't think I've ever actually had much firsthand experience with the magic. Now that I think about it. All right. Well, shit. Something I gotta do. Something you gotta do. It was worth it. Um, I was really skeptical the like going into it i was like is this gonna be cool um and it was super cool super super cool so i was really happy that uh that i showed up and did it yeah yeah but that's really uh i just want to bring that up because i had you know i haven't been to a magic show in forever and then for it to also be a virtual magic show um was just simply amazing it was so cool so cool so so happy that uh and uh, feeling fortunate that we were able to have that as our holiday party, you know, considering yeah, sure. our company is fully remote and no one's uh, like, it's hard to do like three uh, big parties across the country because uh, with the Omicron variant, uh, you don't want to be forcing people to like go into the office if people aren't comfortable. Yep. And so this, this just felt like the, the coolest thing to uh to get everyone feeling like they were involved in one thing yeah no that sounds awesome i i don't know yeah. if i'm ever going to be in that position um maybe i would be maybe I, you can't couldn't hurt to make the recommendation that that's that we try to do that with my team in uh like next year you know yeah i mean you never know yeah you you, you really never know so I, you're right it, it's certainly worth uh, asking and being like hey do we have uh any appetite for something like this yeah yeah all right well that's really uh the only thing that i really wanted to share with you yeah i appreciate you sharing that's oh, really cool it's a bit nuts i i really don't know how i'm gonna react i don't want to be that stereotypical black person like freaking out but i no, could okay. be i, I, I was, could i, I could like <laughs> i was a stereotypical black person yelling at the screen acting like kanye watching uh was it was it kanye uh, when yeah. uh, David Blaine was like sticking needles through his arm, I couldn't remember if it was Kanye yeah. who else it was. I mean, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you react the same way? Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, that stuff's not natural, man. No, nah, it's, it's not, not natural. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See everyone next week. <laughs>